Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't do things that I regret. Five years ago, I was asked to go and see Jim Radcliffe. I would have thought your biggest regrets would have been not joining me in 2006. I had football knowledge. This guy coming in from American sport, thinking he can go and make the right decisions on day one is, is, is some call. It's never going to be Liverpool. It's never going to be no. Man United. It's never going to be Tottenham or Arsenal. It's going to be Crystal Palace. I bought a football club and I want you to run it. Would you do it? Welcome to Simon and Sunis. Or Sunes and Simon. Can we not try the other no, way around? No, no, Graham, you've just I arrived, you've just arrived back on the scene after scarpering for a year. You it, get to come back in on the it, billing that you get to come back it's in. It's easier, Sunes anyway, and Simon. Welcome to Simon and Sunes. Episode it. two. He nearly said it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to keep leaving the questions in the comment section below. But let's get on with this show. Graham, Megan is asking a question of us, and you can answer it first because I don't do things that I regret. Do you have any regrets from your career? Yeah, listen, you don't get to my age and have the, the, the longevity I've had in football and not have some regrets. But if I could go and do it all again, I'd love to go and do it again. Being but, a player is just the most fabulous thing. Being part of a, a group, camaraderie, Winning together, losing together. It's just just the most marvellous feeling. Fortunately for me, I played in some successful teams. Sticking flags in the middle of pitches? No, I don't regret that. No? No, no I did that for a reason. Chap had called, cause he had called me a cripple when I arrived there. And he was referring to open heart surgery I'd mm -hmm. had. Yeah. And then nine months later, we won the trophy in his stadium. And it was a case of, well, I'll show you who's a cripple. Please. I would have thought your biggest regrets would have been not joining me in 2006. I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> How long do you think we would have lasted together? I think we would have been brilliant. I know I would. Have, I, you, I think we would have been fine because I would have let you do exactly what you wanted to do because you would have produced a football team that would have been successful in my view, mm. and you'd have made my life easier. You'd have been demanding and you'd have been demonstrative at times, um, but you'd have been worthy of it. I would have been demanding. That's mm. wrong with it. I think as a football manager, you always want to keep moving forward. There's a line between being demanding and being disrespectful, isn't there? I, and there's also, yeah, I was, I was never disrespectful. Mm. I wouldn't have been, that's, you know, you're the boss, I'm an employee. I think, you know, a manager has to always want more and better players. And that's and right he as well. To, he has to have a realisation that budgets are part of the picture. So, you know, there's a reality check somewhere in between. And I, I, would, I would only have needed to, be, to, be, to have been told once, well, this is what we've got coming. Yeah. 
that's what we can afford to spend. And I would, and I would it's about, but it's about honesty, isn't it? I mean, too many people in sport, and I think in life, say one thing and do another. And then when they're held to account for it, they don't like it. And, and I think if you tell people the truth, you won't go far wrong. If you tell people, and it's, sometimes the truth is unpopular. Sometimes it's like, well, this is what you can have. This is what you can't have. And it's very simple. This is what I'm prepared to do. And we're either in line or we're not. And that's why I think, I think you'd have been straightforward for me. And that's why people thought, when, when I took Warnock in place, and I'm not comparing you to Neil because you're different personalities. And, and, and obviously you, you've managed to slightly high up the pyramid than, than Neil has done. But people build it as me and Neil being a marriage made in hell. Mm. The two most combustible people in football. Not a problem. Not a problem because as far as I was concerned, he was a problem solver, not a problem creator. Mm. I've got enough problems. I don't need any more. Mm. I need a manager to come in and manage the team and get on with his role and he'll come to me when he needs me and I'll watch him on Saturday afternoon win games for me. And I think that would have been fine for you and I and I think would have been perfect in that respect. When I look at regrets from my side for, for sports, my biggest mistake was using my own money, always using my own money, always wanting to be captain mm. of my own ship, always wanting to make decisions and always being sort of balls out, okay, we can and, do this. And could you have borrowed money at that time? What, the interest rates would have been higher then. Yeah, yeah, I could have done, but it wasn't a case of I wasn't prepared to. It was a case of I was used to making decisions, being and, accountable and be for them, success. and also successful at it. Now, you make this argument that people that come into sport that haven't got a background in sport think that everyone in sport is a bit simple and they can come in and impress their wisdom over them. It's not that. It's just an acclimatisation period. You can't help but be, if you're successful in one industry, you think standards, discipline and focus are going to be the same in the football industry. But it's a much more difficult industry because it's a much more tricky industry. There's lots of different forces. It's public domain. There's a whole raft of that you can't be prepared for until you walk but, in the door. I think where I'm coming from in that discussion, as captain of the ship, the chairman, mm -hmm. stroke owner, Standard bearer. you have to, you cannot be everywhere and have the say in everything. You have to yeah, delegate. The best people in place. You have to delegate. Mm -hmm. That that is a talent. Yeah. That that that's a skill. But do you not think and that these... exists in other industries? Do you not think that? You, I mean, everyone's I just... the difference in in football is that it's so cash consumptive, and when you're pumping money into sport and you're watching it sometimes being wasted or people being frivolous with it, it does become difficult to tolerate. I I think recent a recent new owner. Ted Bowie at Chelsea. Mm. I think he's fallen into a trap. You know, I'm, I've got I've got as much money as anyone to spend. I'm going to have to spend it. I get rid of, prior to him coming, Peter Cech goes, Mar Martina, Mar yeah, yeah. she goes, and Bruce, Bruce Buck. Buck. So yeah. What do you think of them? But they had a handle on footballing matters. Yeah. And then he turns up an American, I'm now going to build a successful football team. And for me, looking at that, Obvious mistake. I don't know who he listens to. He uh, has spent a shed load of money. He's overpaid for a lot of players. So, again, that that's not the actions of a super smart man who has made zillions in other ways, and other businesses. That's a man who, from the outside looking at it, is a man who, in a rush to get where he wants to be, and football ain't like that. There's a pool, of, there's a pool full of sharks out there that were looking for people like him to take his money off him. And I think that's what happened. He's overspent vastly on lots of players. Yeah. Now, who is he listening to? That's why, I mean, clever... Well, it was overspending and buying the wrong players. Because at the end of the day, you could make the argument that Man City have overspent on Jack Grealish. And 
if you've got most of them, I mean, you'll always make bad decisions. You'll always get the wrong players at the perhaps a selection of the wrong players at the wrong prices. But does it really matter that he's overspent because he's not complaining about it? We're complaining on his behalf. Supporters will be. Well, no, because it's not their money. It's his. No, but supporters or, or are wanting private equity guys. Chelsea supporters are wanting to be back at the top again. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sure, but they won't. They want to be back at the top See, again. But decisions. we're not talking about their, their concerns about what money is spending. You're saying. We need to be worried, or he needs to be worried, because he's a fool, and the fool and his money are getting parted easily at this stage in his evolution as a football club owner. I yeah, think is is there? I mean, they just but, spent two and a half billion pound on a football club, Graham. The the billion pounds on players surely, is incidental. All right, he's here. He's sitting between us. What would you say to this? Sure, the clever thing to do would be get your feet under the table, have a good look, listen to people, work out who has the knowledge and who are the chancers. And, and yeah, I think that's a fair observation. I think you should have sat down like and then he, I'm, 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 you, you were talking about me at Liverpool. I did that. I rushed in. I want to change that. I want to change that. I want to change that. I should have taken a bit more time, a bit more time. But I had football knowledge. I had football knowledge. This guy coming in from American sport, thinking he can go and make the right decisions on day one, is 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 some call. Everyone that owns a football club buys a football club has an element of ego about it. Five years ago, I was asked to go and see Jim Radcliffe. It's never going to be Liverpool. It's never going to be no. Man United. It's never going to be Tottenham or Arsenal. It's going to be Crystal Palace. I've bought a football club and I want you to run it. Would you do it? You're 31. Yeah. You're owner of Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. you've, you've invested a great deal of your own personal wealth mm -hmm. in Crystal Palace. When it's gone pear shape and you've come out of Crystal Palace, is that something, is it something that you wish you'd never done? never got involved with? Or um, were you richer for the experience? Certainly richer, but poorer. Um, yeah, I'm certainly economically was challenged by it. But I realised very quickly that what I thought football was going to be for me, it wasn't. And so it became, a, first of all, it started off as a labour of love and then it just became a labour. Because of the people they had to deal with. Yeah, because of the industry, because of the people I had to deal with, because of the fact that I felt I could, uh, it was going to be something more and it wasn't. And I realised that really and truly, and this might be an ego, I think everyone that owns a football club, buys a football club, has an element of ego about it. Whatever the reasons they buy it for, credibility, recognisability, life insurance policies if you're Roman Abramovich, or ego if you're the local boy done well, right? 
when you realise that it's not, it really isn't. It's the best, the beneficial. If, if you are a player and a manager, what a place to be. <laughs> Chairman and owner, no, no. And it did, it did, it, it left me disappointed because my father had played for that club. I'd wanted it to be successful. Quickly, I realised <laughs> that the scale of Crystal Palace was never going to be. A, a, you know, a massively significant football club. It might land itself in the Premier League and it might have a good time, as Steve Parrish and his guys have done. But it's never going to be Liverpool. It's never going to be no. Man United. It's never going to be Tottenham or Arsenal. It's going to be Crystal Palace, which in its own right is something to be proud of if you've been in the Premier League for 10, see, 11 years. See, I, five years ago, I was asked to go and see Jim Radcliffe. Right. A friend of mine does some business with him and he said he's thinking of buying a football club would you go and meet him? So I went, you know, his offices were just by Harrods. So I went into reception. The, the lady there phoned his office. He's coming straight down. So he, he's come down and he said, um, thanks for coming. Do you mind if we walk up to the office? Because this is a, he's a bit of a fitness freak. It's about six floors up. So we walk up, we're sitting down. Got a long story short. He says, um, I'm thinking of buying Chelsea. Would that be a good buy? I said, yeah, yeah. And I think the timing might be right. I think you just get indications that maybe that Abramovich is getting fed up with it. So he said, what would it cost? I said, well, I would imagine you're looking at two billion. And then he said, um, and what would it take to replicate what Real Madrid have done, dominate Europe? We live in the greatest city in the world, London. Mm -hmm. Why is there not a team in London that can do what Real Madrid... I said, well... It's not owned by the municipality. He said, it's a different dynamic. Completely. I said, it wouldn't be impossible. You need a large slice of luck and a lot of money. How much money? So I said, well, over the next 10 years, maybe another four or five billion, the way transfers are going. You know what his response was? Would it be fun? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm not sure what your idea of fun is, but spending, you know, five, six billion pounds on a football team um, knowing there's going to be a peaks and troughs along the way, only you can answer that. But you've, you've, would, would you go back to football? If someone said, no. I've bought a football club and I want you to run it, would you do it? I don't think so. Um, Why? What's the number one reason? I think I know. Um, well, I wouldn't be captain of my own ship. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't do it. Well, I say no. It's not a burning ambition. I think that I've got the intellectual capital after 10, 11 years of experience and then sitting around and watching the industry. And I think most of the time, speaking from a common sense point of view, because I think what's lacking in society and football sometimes is common sense. Mm -hmm. And that's a commodity that people seem to be so impressed by, stating the bleeding obvious sometimes. So I think those are, for that's me... That's not just in football, by the way. No, no, and that's why I said society and life and football as well. I don't think so, Graham. I don't think so. Palace, I bought... Crystal Palace because it was a team I wanted to own. Mm. It was a team that I had a relationship with. I don't have a burning ambition to go back and do something that I've done. I accept I've had failures. That's part of the deal of being involved in football. We can't win every football match. Yeah, it's how you can deal be with successful. Them, right? Yeah, and I think that, that um, I tell it to my kids. And I say, you know, the punches on the nose that you get along the road of life, the journey. Big great character. That determines what you're going to end up at the end of the yeah. day, what sort of man you are. So I think we're all richer for being punched on the nose. Of course. I mean, I don't take it. I mean, I look at it, I think I was that close. I think 10 years at Palace from, from building a youth system that threw out some top players to getting it to punch its weight to pretty much being almost in and around the playoffs, getting promoted to the Premier League and doing it without support, I think I've got most of it right. Not being prepared to put up with the nonsense from the agents, 
looking at the way I change managers' contracts, that close. My, my mistake was not bringing other people's money in. That was a foolish mistake and on my part. did you have the opportunity? Yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. But the perception of me, as is often the case in the media, is I'm very strong. And as a result of that, I'm difficult to potentially contend mm. with. And I'm not. I'm really easy to contend. I'm very straightforward. And I look at and, football. And yet we would have worked well together. Yeah, because, because the perception is different from the reality. The perception of me being difficult to work for is normally mooted by people that aren't very good at what they do and are weak and can't stand up to people mm. that are strong. And you need people to lead. And being a leader means that sometimes you have to make difficult decisions. You're not in a popularity contest. You know, there's two kinds of people in life. It isn't a popular you, people and successful people. It's amazing how popular times. you become when you're successful. I didn't play football to be popular. Yeah, exactly. Right, on the subject of regrets, regretfully, that's the end of this show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Keep leaving the questions in the comment section below. And me and Mr. Sunes, we'll see you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.